welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I'm super duper excited to be here with you today. Now, I'm not sure what I'm going to call this sucker. I know that the words possibilities and promise are going to be in the title. I just don't know what order or what, but I'm just going to dive right in with the story. Okay. So even if you don't have a business, I just want to say this up front, even if you're a person who doesn't have to think about marketing or communicating about their offer or their program or their product or whatever, look at you're always selling somebody on something, even if you're just trying to get your kid to go to bed. <laughs> even if you're just trying to get your kid to go the fuck to sleep, you are selling somebody something. It could be your idea, your point of view, what to have for dinner, whatever. So just stay with me. Just stay with me on this ride. Click, click, buckle up for safety and let's go. We're going to dive in. So I was in a, a pro. So let me start. Let me start here. I've always talked about how when I hear the words like marketing, like, I just kind of like want to stab myself in the face with this pen. <laughs> now, look, I was an advertising major. I was a communications major with a, with a, I don't know what you want to call it, a focus or whatever in advertising when I went to BU at Boston University. Uh, I love the idea of communicating ideas. I fucking, like, I love communicating. And to me, that's what marketing, quote unquote, marketing can be. But even just the word marketing, just thinking about like selling yourself and selling your products or trying to convince people to give you money or when people are like, I got to get, quote unquote, I got to get clients, like all that stuff, just like, oh, boring. I, it just, it does nothing for me. But we know that if you're going to be in business, you have to some way, somehow, right? Let people know what you offer, what you do, what you're about, right? Like uh, how you help them, what kind of product or results or transformation or whatever do you do? So there have been many times when I have um, either tried to hire somebody to quote unquote help with marketing or to, I've been in a business coaching program and there's always that time when marketing or talking about your offer or creating your offer or like whatever. Now, look, every time you try to tell your kid to get their ass to bed and you're like, okay, it's bedtime, let's like go brush our teeth and whatever. You're trying to sell them on the idea. Like I'm trying to just make the connection, right? Between business and, and life, okay? Because like I said, we're always trying to eat your veggies. That is a sales campaign, right? Eat your veggies. What do they used to say? Like Popeye, you'll grow big, strong muscles if you eat your spinach, right? Brush your teeth because you'll have nice white teeth and blah, 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 blah. Like, 
We're always trying to sell something. So here's the thing. I was in this business program once and they had um, a guest teacher come in and here we go. I know I'm like, here we go. Here is the conversation about pricing your program, selling your program, talking about your program, whatever. And I'm always like, here we go, because inevitably I'm going to be the pain in the ass in the room that says something like, yeah, I don't want to do that. I disagree with that. That's not going to be a fit for, for the people that I, I try to serve. Like that approach just feels icky or gross or sticky or no, thank you. Like, I'm not doing that. I'm not saying that. I'm not showing up like that, like whatever. So it's been a real challenge for me over the years to, because the work that I do often feels so intangible, right? Like I'm not saying like, hey, I'm selling this blue pen and this is how big it is. And this is how many, you know, uh, how many pages of writing you'll get from the ink and the ink doesn't smear and it costs 57 cents or whatever the thing is, right? I'm not selling a product like a toothbrush or uh, or even like vacations. And it's like, you can stay in this Airbnb, right? Like the thing that I'm selling has often felt so intangible. And I have often talked about it with many of my business friends, like, how do I talk about this thing, right? The, the way that I help or serve and the trans, and, and, and really what it came down to is I'm like, well, I have to start being able to talk about like, the tangible results that people are getting. Okay. Now here's something that I know though about the work that I do. I am not giving people the result. I am not forcing or making or creating or giving people the transformation, right? They have to be involved in that process. So back to the story. I'm on this call and the person is talking about how, um, what's your promise going to be? What are you going to promise people? And you see this a lot in marketing. They're, they're, you know, when they're trying to get you to figure out what you're going to post, what your content's going to be, what your email or your subject line or whatever, like why, why is somebody going to buy from you? Why are they going to give you their time, their attention, their energy, their money, right? Because people are so distracted nowadays. So it's like, you know, if, if they're going to give you their precious time, if they're going to give you their precious attention and energy, and then sometimes also their money, you have to give them a pretty good reason why. Because life is moving fast, life is, is short, and people only have so much energy and time and attention to give and money. So, you know, the marketing quote unquote experts will try to say things like, so what's your promise? What are you going to promise them? And I've always felt wicked uncomfy about that question. And I'm like, look, I'm not going to promise them anything. I can't promise them that they're going to get an X, Y, and Z result. So I remember having in this particular incident, it's not the first or the only time it's happened, right? This I could even say this is like a composite character, right, that I'm dealing with. But it's not the first time that I says, you want me to make some sort of a promise, like come and take my you know, come to my workshop or come work with me for three months or whatever, or do this or this. And I guarantee you, I promise you, you're going to get this. And I'm like, 
I just do not feel comfortable doing that. And they always push back and they're like, so why? Because a lot of times they think that I'm just trying to be special. Like I'm just trying to say like, oh, this marketing stuff doesn't apply to me because I'm so special and I'm so different and I'm so unique. And I'm always like, no, that's not what I'm saying. Here's the reason why I'm not down with making promises. Because in my line of work, in order for there to be a transformation, in order for there to be a change, for there to be um, tangible results, it can't just come from me. I need people to participate, to be proactive in the process of their own change, of their own transformation, of creating new neural networks of their brain, of showing up on the calls, of like, you know, doing the homework, of like fill in the blank, right? There, there, there's a process here and it's not wicked structured. I tend to work, I always say there's, there's a method to my madness, right? So there's definitely tools, there's definitely your story to your glory, there's a process, there's like all this stuff. But I can't force it on them. You know that old saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. I can put the tools on the table. I can share stories and results. I can try to inspire them. I can teach them the actual tools. I can go through everything, but they've got to be a willing participant in the process. So I would often push back and I would say things like, I'm not going to make a promise because when I give my word and when I say something, that means something to me. And I don't want to say to them, you're definitely 100% going to get this result because there's a caveat, there's, a, there's an asterisk, there's a, you know, there's, there's a, a, another sentence at the end of that. And it is this, you may, it is possible for you to have an incredible transformation. The possibilities that can happen in working together, man, they can be magical. They can be miraculous. There can be huge shifts in perception from fear to love. There's all this stuff. If, now this is the pot. If you show up and you're willing to do the work, if you put in the time and the energy, if you have self-integrity and you are, right, you, this is a priority to you if you do the work. And I cannot tell you how many times marketing people have said to me, no, 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 you never tell people that they have to do the work. You never tell them that they're going to have to actually do stuff. You just make them that promise. And I would just be horrified horrified because I'm not willing to fucking lie to people. I know what becomes possible. I know the incredible possibilities of transformation and change. And like, you know, this, this kind of integrative change work that I do with people, but I'm not like putting that, like, I'm not, what, what am I trying to say? I can't do the work for them. All I can do is walk along beside them and say, here are the tools. 
Have you looked at it like this? Ask some really good questions. Find out, right? Use the meta pattern of change. I have a gazillion tools at my disposal. But first of all, they've got to actually really want to change. They've got to want to put in the time. They've got to want to make the investment in themselves. This doesn't happen by me, even though I talk about magic all the time and Merlin and wizards, and you know, I'm a total geek for that. I can't just wave my magic wand and make you fucking change 30 years of habits if you're not willing to do your part. So no, I'm not gonna make guaranteed promises, but what I am gonna show you and talk to you about is what's possible, the possibility. And I'll never forget talking with somebody one time um, you know, years ago, because I was so frustrated. I was so frustrated about trying to explain. And this is before, this is before I even started adding integrative hypnosis and self-directed neuroplasticity and neuroscience and like all these other things that I'm, that I'm doing now. And just trying to talk about like spiritual mentoring. And I was so frustrated. And I finally just kind of blurted out like, look, what I am selling them, what I am offering them is the possibility to feel different, the possibility to be different, to show up differently, to start loving themselves, to start moving through the world with more fun and flow and freedom, to start trusting themselves that they make good financial decisions, that they can make good business decisions, that they can make good decisions in their relationships. Helping people, you know, to try to try on, like create a better mental movie of what it will be like, what will become possible when you finally X, Y, and Z, like whatever their problem or issue is, right? So I'm in the realm of possibility. I'm in the realm of what, how will your life look different? What will become possible for you when you start to believe that you are enough? that you are worthy, that your ideas matter, that what you want matters, right? When you deepen your connection to self and source and spirit, when you start to step into like your individual curriculum, your divine assignment, when you become more fucking congruent and in alignment that what you believe, what you think, what you speak, what you do, when those things become aligned, Ooh, the possibilities are endless. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you, well, if you just give me your money, I promise that this is going to happen. I know what's possible, though. I know what can possibly happen because I've seen it client after client after client after client. It's also though, let's go here for a second. Let's just take a little sidestep. It's also why I'm not a wicked big fan of like, get rich quick, quick and fast fixes, right? Here's a way to hack your whatever, because here's what I believe to be true and what I know to be true through my own experience. Yes, are there moments and situations in time when change can happen like this? Instant. Yes, it is possible. How do I know? I think I talked about this uh, on a podcast not long ago. Because when I decided to quit smoking, I literally made the choice in my head. I decided, and after smoking a pack of cigarettes a day for however friggin' long, I woke up the next morning and I stopped and I never did it again. I made a decision, instant change. 
So people like to talk about how creating a new habit takes, and they'll say anything from 21 days, 28 days. I've heard some people say 66 days, 67 days. Some people say it takes uh, what more than that, months. Sometimes it will take even a year, blah, blah, whatever it is. Everybody's different. That's the other reason why I don't like to make quote unquote promises because every person that I interact with, that I mentor, that I coach, I am coaching not only their conscious mind, but their unconscious mind. So everybody's showing up with different shit. I always say like, it's like same Z's different. What's the same is that there's some, for, some, some form of like suffering. There's some way that they're stuck and getting in their own way. There's some place where there's like, um, you know, I always talk about them like all the S's where they're playing small or they feel stuck or they're sick or they're in scarcity or they're stressed out, right? Like all those things. So there's a thousand and one ways to suffer, I always say. So I try to teach, treat each individual as they are, as an individual. But here's what I know about a lot of the tools that I have. They have proven over the all the years that I have been doing this work that they do work and they work for most people. And I, I've, you know, I've yet to have somebody say like, nothing you've shown me has worked. As they say in a lot of uh, recovery programs, it works if you work it. And that's that promise piece. I could maybe promise that if you actually put in the time, you actually put in the hours, you actually make this stuff a priority, you will, like the possibilities of change are incredibly high. But what I've also learned is that for a lot of people, change takes time. It's not that instant overnight fix. And a lot of times what people want is they want the transformation. They want the promise of the result without actually having to do the heavy lifting part without actually having to do the change work, without having to be proactive and play a role in their own process of healing or building confidence or self-love or building a business or beginning to market authentically or whatever the thing is that they might be coming to me for. This is why I work with people in three-month situations, right? Three-month programs in the quest. There's a three-month program. There's a six-month program. I know for myself how long change can take. Now, yes, have there been lightning bolt moments? Have there been moments in my life where it was like, oh, my God, like light has dawned over my Marblehead. <laughs> Dawn comes up over Marblehead, right, as we like to say, this mass holes. Right. And it's like, oh, my God, this just occurred to me. And then I never do a thing again. But those strokes of inspiration, what I would call divine intervention, right? Usually, usually I've got to do the thing again and again and again. And this is why we know repetition is the mother of all learning, because most of us in most of our brains now I get it. There's a lot of people who are neurodivergent, not all. I think we're all in some way neurodivergent. I don't think every single one of us thinks and behaves and responds exactly the same way, right? I'm not trying to uh, monopolize on that word. I know that it stands for something specific. So maybe that's not the best way to say it, but I think we all have because we all grew up 
in different homes with different parents or no parents or, you know, having support, having no support, being poor, having plenty of money, like white privilege, not like having whatever you like. There's a thousand and one ways more than that. There's millions of different ways. But we do, that's why I don't like to say, hey, I'm going to promise you at the end of this. No, I can't promise you because I'm not you. And while I can talk to you beforehand and try to make sure that my program or my work or whatever is a good fit, we can do the best that we can as long as everybody's being transparent and honest. I try to get a good, you know, a good feel for people. I try to ask questions to make sure it's a good fit. But I also know that sometimes people, not even consciously, but they lie. And what they're really doing is they're lying to themselves. They're trying to be a people pleaser and say the right answer and say, heck yeah, heck yeah, I'm going to show up on the calls and heck yeah, I'm going to listen to my hypnosis audio or heck yeah, I'm going to do self-directed neuroplasticity. I'm going to do my self-hypnosis. I'm going to listen to my new beliefs. I'm going to do all these things, these tools, you know, that you've given me these pattern interrupts. I'm going to do my DSP every day. I think people sometimes like to believe that they're going to do that, but we grossly underestimate how attached we are to our old habits, to our old ways of being that have got us in the muck in the first place, that have got us stuck in the suck in the muck in the first place. So I know usually, usually that it takes time. That's why I used to work with people even up to a year long because this being human tends to be like an ongoing problem. Our humanity continues to show up. The humanity of the people that we're in relationship with tends to continue to show up. And I was joking about this with one of my clients and I've been saying this for a long time and they'll be like, oh my God, why am I so fucked up? Like, why do I do this? And I'm like, because you're a human because you were born, because you're here on the planet and take a look around. This is a crazy ball of like, like this is a crazy ball that we're on, that we're living on and interacting on and having relationships on and trying to do business on because you're human and you were born into a fucked up world. And yes, there's a lot of beauty and brilliance and amazing things in this world. And there's a lot of trauma and a lot of shaming and a lot of guilt and fear and harm and anxiety and stress and murder and rape and, right? Because you're on the planet with a bunch of other people who have their shit and their stuff. <laughs> so we're not special in it. I mean, you might have an individual story or a particular thing. But we're not special in the fact that we suffer. We're not special in the fact that, you know, we all could use some support getting out of our own way sometimes. And thank God for coaches and mentors and therapists and the help is like, God bless the help is man who have been through some stuff and who are now like taking their wounds and doing their best to heal their wounds and then coming back to try and help others but I'm not going to come back and promise you that at the end of three months, you're going to be healed. And like, you know, like they do, they do with the hands-on healing. You ever see the tent revival stuff and they put their hand on somebody and they go, you're healed. And the, the person falls back and it's like miracle, right? 
but I definitely, definitely dwell in the land of possibility and what becomes possible when we show up, what becomes possible when we make our own um, health and mental well-being and spiritual practices and all these things, when we pick up the tools and we use them and we make it a priority. Oh my God, what becomes possible is everything. And that's why I talk to people and I ask them like, what's your vision? Like, what do you want for yourself? What, why are we doing this? Why are we even having this conversation? What's going on in your world? And I try to listen incredibly deeply. Like I try to be incredibly present because I hold that vision in my mind. And you've got to hold, and this is a very much a Course in Miracles things, right? It's, it's a Course in Miracles thing. And it's like, as you see somebody, so you see yourself. As you hold an idea and a vision of somebody else in your mind, you have to try and see them as they really are, which I always say is happy, healthy, healed, whole, and holy, like out of their suffering, out of their problems, out of their, um, their setbacks, out of their circumstances, out of their excuses and their reasons and their traumas and their dramas. The, the greatest that somebody can be in your presence is how you are holding them and thinking about them and imagining them in your mind. And that's why if I don't think there's a good vibe or a good fit, if I really don't feel like I can help somebody or I can't picture in my head, like how, how this is going to work. And, and it, it, meaning this, if, if I talk to somebody and the whole time I'm talking to them, they are fighting for their limitations. They are just dropping story after story after story, excuse after excuse, blaming everybody else. Shit. Like if, if I just cannot potentially see that I'm the one that's going to be able to help them, or maybe I don't feel like, and this isn't a judgment, you know, I, it may, I mean, maybe I guess technically it is a judgment, but I mean it more like this. It's a discernment. I have to observe and, and discern. Do I think that I can help this person? Can I see them in my mind? as what I would say, this is just my language. I'm not saying this is their language. Like this is a child of God. They are the light of the world. And I can hold that torch, right? I can hold the vision and the strength of them for them until they're ready to take it, but they've got to want it. And I can't want it more than them. They've got to want it. So I'm not going to promise somebody who I can already see is hell-bent on self-destruction, is hell-bent on keeping themselves held back and stuck and, 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 and stuck in their story. They're not ready for the glory yet. They might think they want it, but when you break it down, you know, and it's so interesting. Let's talk about this. I'll just use this as an example, okay? So um, as somebody who has been healing from and dealing with irritable bowel syndrome for a really long time, I'm in a really good place with it pretty much right now. But I used to um, be a moderator on um, a real, in a really big IBS uh, online community, okay? And there's so much suffering. There's so many stories and you just hear it, like people becoming housebound, people afraid to leave home because they never know where there's gonna be a bathroom, like just thousands and thousands of pain and suffering and discomfort and embarrassment and shame and all of it, right? And so I have a lot of experience and expertise in, in the irritable bowel world. So 
Um, and people know this, right? I don't so much talk about it all the time anymore, but, um, and people would say to me, I know that you've done this. You've made dietary changes. You've made, like, you've done things to lower your stress levels. You've done X, Y, and Z. Can you help me? And I always say, I'm like, can you help me? And I said, I'm not going to make any promises because I can tell you what has helped me. I can point to products. I can point to books. I can point to practices, but you've got to be willing to do them. Your love for what is possible has to be greater than your fear of what you think you're sacrificing by not eating this or drinking this or doing this anymore. And what I find is that a lot of people they want to feel better. They want the outcome. They want the tangible result. They want the promise. They want the transformation. But they want it without having to actually take the steps and do the damn things and change the habits and create new neural networks and let go of the relationships and the thoughts and the stories and the stuff that they've been doing, the patterns, the habits, all of it. So again, I can tell people there's a door. I can say on the other side of this door, there is a possibility that you are going to feel a thousand times better. Right? I'm coming back now to spiritual mentoring, integrative hypnosis, integrative change work, right? The work that I do now. I can say to them, hey, you sign up, you do this thing and you come on the calls and you're honest with me and we talk about these things and you face your fears and, and you're willing to, to be vulnerable and you're willing to let your humanity shine because that's where the magic is. The magic is in both your humanity and your divinity meeting on that open field of not trying to be perfect and pretend like you got it all figured out, right? You have to be willing to be a part of the progress in the process of your own possibility, of what is possible for you as an extension of the divine, as, as an extension of love. When we do these things, what I can promise is if we are, how do I say this? If we're willing to show up, if we're willing to do the work, the possibilities are incredible. So if you're somebody out there who has a business or does some sort of kind of work in the world and you find a lot of the marketing tactics and the, you know, the selling and it feels pushy and like old school and very bro, like, bro, do this and you'll get the Lamborghini. Bro, do this and you'll have all this. It's like, I just can't play that game. I just can't. I know it's all a racket. I know it's all a game. I got to play the game my own way. And one of the ways that I do that is I stay in the land of possibility. And I say, there is so much that becomes possible when you start to get into alignment, when you're able to stop your anxiety in its tracks, when you're able to start, you know, staying in self-integrity and keeping your word to yourself. This works because, right, if you're not watching this, you can't see me nodding my head. The reason why this works is because I can lay out the tools. I can show them all the things, but people have to be willing to do their part. So I'm not going to play that old game. It's like, you know, snake oil salesman. It's like that whole thing. It's like people don't want that bullshit anymore. People don't want to be treated like idiots and I, I have no interest in talking to people that way or quote unquote selling to them that way. I'm just like, look, I'm the living, breathing embodiment 
of my own work. Watch me. And when I say this, I don't mean this arrogantly. I'm like, watch me online. Come to some of my events. Listen to my podcast. You're going to see. You're going to feel. You're going to be able to, to, just by being around me, to notice if I feel and sound and act, you know, truly happy. If I am, right, the result of me doing my own what's possible work. What's possible is that, yeah, you can be happy. You can be peaceful. You can move through the world with more fun and flow and freedom. You can have your work be part of your, your artistry. You're creating a body of work just by the way you love people. By going first and getting your shit together and facing your stuff. Man, do you step into the realm of so much magic and miracles. And miracles are just simply a shift in your mind from fear to love. But imagine what becomes possible when your perspective shifts from fear to love. Imagine how different you would be in your relationships. Imagine how different you would be in your everyday life, how different you would be in your, um, in your work and in your business as a parent, as a creative, as an artist, like whatever. So I'm just doing a little pushback about that old thing about, you know, and I'm not going to lie to people. This is, there's, look at, we have a lot of fun. There is a lot of laughter. I use humor. Humor is a huge pattern interrupt. Humor, like laughter is medicine, right? So yeah, I talk to people like an adult. I treat them with respect because look, if I just sit here and I make promises and I say shit like this, I promise you, if you come work with you, me, I'm going to help you do this and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I'm going to give you all this. And I, no, 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 no. Because that takes away all of your power. That takes away all of your agency and your authority and your authorship. I'm not interested in that because here's the thing. If I sell it to you like that, well, as long as you're in my world and you're attached to me and you follow me and you try to put me up on some pedestal and try, if I try to convince you that you need me, what's going to happen at the end of those three months? You're not going to be any closer to trusting yourself. You're not going to believe that you can self-resource, that you can figure things out. You're not going to trust yourself. This isn't about creating codependent relationships. My greatest thing is for you to walk away believing in yourself, trusting your own inner authority, trusting your own intuition, gut instinct, your inner teacher. Some people might call that spirit, Holy Spirit. There's a thousand ways to look at this. Again, I don't get bogged down in the particulars of what people call things because I can speak a lot of languages. And I don't mean like, oh, French, German, whatever. I can speak a lot of different languages of how to relate to people. And that's why I ask people, what do you call this thing? So I can talk to you in a way that you can actually hear me and receive me and be open. Because if I'm using language, it's going to make people defensive. It's going to make them bump out every time I say a certain word. So again, I try to meet people on the field of their own possibility, the realm of their own possibility. And so I ask them, what's in your heart? What's in your mind? What is your dream? What is your vision? What are your goals? What are we doing here? And then we get to play with what becomes possible when we do that. Who do you become? How do you become? What, what, what could you do 
if and when this. Not, I promise you that if you do your three months and give me your $5,000, then this is going to, like, what? No. Because I am also not setting people up for expectations, which are premeditated resentments. Well, you told me I was going to be a, well, yeah, you got to do your part. So this is just me being wicked transparent like behind the scenes and why I talk about my work the way that I do, why I mock it, quote unquote, mock it or communicate about my office the way that I do. I try not to come in with these hard and fast things. And that's why I like to talk with each person and say like, hey, what are we doing here? What's got you lit up? Where are we trying to go? What are you excited about? And then I get to be honest and say, hey, if I don't think I can help you with that, I will tell you. And if I'm able to, I might refer you to somebody else. And, you know, in a lot of ways, I don't come out and say I'm a quote unquote business coach, but I technically in some ways am because who you are in your life is who you're going to be in your business. And so that's why when we do this kind of work first, we do the inner work of business before it starts showing up, right? Maybe in your content or your strategies or your programs or your office, but this is all part of it. This is the foundation of that. My promise is, is that I will show up 110%. My promise is, is that I will do my best to be helpful and to try to give you what I can give you to have the results and the transformations that you're looking for. And I, I promise to be transparent and honest. And I promise you that I, there's going to be adult language <laughs> and we're probably going to laugh a lot and there'll be some tears and there'll be times when you don't fucking like me because I'm holding your feet to the fire or I'm challenging an old belief or an old habit, no shame. I can promise you I'm gonna do my best to never, ever, ever have you feel stupid or afraid to ask a question or ashamed. You know what I mean? Those are the kind of promises I can make, but I'm not gonna promise, oh yeah, you're gonna lose 50 pounds and blah, 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 blah. But the possibilities, what becomes possible when you do that work, man, I can tell. Let's go. Let's go. That's what lights me up. Because I know what becomes possible when people get serious about doing this kind of work. Call it spiritual mentoring. Call it personal development. Call it integrative change work. Call it. There's a thousand tools that kind of go into this work. Right? I've also been a yoga teacher for a really long time. So I pull, I pull from everything that I know and I will try. You can ask any of my clients. I try to personalize this experience as much as I can and really serve who's in front of me. And that's why I don't like to make big blanket statement promises, but I do love to lean into wild, the wild potential of possibility of each magnificent person that is standing in front of me. And part of this process is, right? I'm not going to make a promise about being able to do something if people aren't willing to own both their bullshit and their brilliance. So you guys, I, I, I could go on and on and on about this. And it's been on my hat. It's been in my mind just kind of talking about this. You know, you make that promise. So think about it, right? Think about how many marriages has ended. People go, people go up in front of God or the front of the church with all their witnesses. And they're like, I promise they make vows. They take these vows. 
I promise to love you in sickness and in health. I promise to always be there all the days of your life. I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise, I promise. And then what's the divorce rate? The possibilities of what can happen in a marriage when two people respect each other and love each other and listen to each other and like each other and they're friends. Oh my God. Can you, we, the magic, right? The potential, the possibilities. It's not saying, I'm not saying you don't ever make promises, right? A lot of times you make a promise and you do your best and it doesn't work out, right? I like to dwell more in the realm of what becomes possible when we start to do this work and we take it seriously, not so seriously that we can't have fun. So that's what I got for you guys today. I still don't know what I'm going to call this sucker. Maybe it's possibility instead of promise or whatever. I don't know. Maybe one... <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to call it. <laughs> I'll figure it out. But thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you for being here. I appreciate you giving me some of your time, some of your attention, some of your energy. Uh, it, I, I know it's time you can't get back. So I, I'm assuming if you still are here in the sound of my voice, you've listened this long, then you got something out of it or you would have shit canned this episode a long time ago. <laughs> So just thank you so much for staying here and being with me. And look, you guys, wherever you go out in the world, just man, just move through the world with possibilities, like dream a big dream, dream a big vision, and then take the action steps, make the commitments. And if you want to do some of this work with me, there's so many different ways to work with me, you guys. You can join my group program, The Nest, and everything is on karenkenny.com. Just go to my website, karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y.com. Just go. You'll see the Own Your Magic Retreat, a three-day experience coming up April 14th to the 16th. It's going to be so incredible, right? You can come to an in-person session, a three-hour in-person session called The Experience in Concord, New Hampshire. You can work with me online in the Quest, my one-to-one -one program for three months or six months. You can join the Nest, right? My group program. And that's a monthly ongoing thing. It's 59 bucks to join you guys. And I'm telling you, there's so many different ways. I have a little $97 program called, uh, if you're a Course in Miracles student and you want to start doing a Course in Miracles, you want to like reignite your relationship with the course. I have a little $97 thing called, uh, how the fuck do I do the course? <laughs> and there's also, I think there's a $27 offer on there. And then the podcast, this podcast is free. You guys, there's so many different ways to be in my world. And if you're listening to this and you're a loyal listener, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I hope you get some value out of this. And if this, you know, if this episode was helpful to you in some way, gave you an aha, made you think about something, or you know somebody, maybe you don't have a business, but you know somebody who does, and this, um, this might be helpful for them, share this sucker. Share this sucker. You guys referring people to me, you guys sharing this stuff. It's like the greatest compliment you can give me. It's one of the greatest ways to help my business. Leave a rating, leave a review. You know, this is one of the ways that we show love. This podcast is one of the ways that I extend my love to all of you. So I hope you feel it flowing from my hat to your hat. So look, you guys, wherever you go out in the world, please leave yourself, leave the people, leave the place, the animals, the environment better than how you first found it. May people be happier for having been in your presence wherever you go. May you be 
a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. (laughs) I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days. And let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen, K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, keep living in the fearless flow. Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing.